With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone right back to our show. This is Monday. January 24th, the Super Bowl is coming to town in less than 13 days, and we can't wait. Of course, we got the uh, the Super Bowl matches set up. The Steelers are going to be taking on the Packers, so we'll talk a lot about uh, what's going to happen, what happened in the AFC, NFC Championship game tonight. If you're listening to us online, make sure you call in with your opinions. We'd love to hear from our audience, 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. So without further ado, let's definitely get started. A lot to talk about tonight. So let me bring up my co-host real quick. Royce, how you doing, man? Rodney, how you doing? And then there were two. It is and then there was set. Right. It's finally right. set. Green Bay Packers against Pittsburgh Steelers. Who would ever think at the beginning of the season? Now, you mentioned something on the last show about how you didn't want a lot of uh, cheeseheads running around, but it looks like they're coming to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about the Packer fans, they are loyal and they will come, trust me. And, you know, oh, yeah. i tell you what, I'm, I'm, we're going to have a cheesehead site, and every time you see somebody in a cheesehead, call in the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you heard it here. So anytime you see a, a cheesehead, anybody walking around with a block of cheese on their head is what we're referring yeah. to. Call right. into the show, 323-927-2906, or hit us an email or send us a picture by email yeah, at right. at com, and we'll post them on our website, rfsportsradio.com. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be going through some cheesehead sightings and getting all that done. Uh, quick programming note, we've been saying all last week we're going to have a Super Bowl guide show. Well, that show is going to be Saturdays when we're going to do it. Well, we have a Super Bowl guide show, tell you guys where to eat, where to shop, Places to go and places not to go, which is just That's as important right. as places to go, especially in Dallas, Texas. So we'll talk about that. And then tomorrow night we will not have a show, not a live show. Anyway, we'll be at the Mavericks game covering the Mavericks taking on the Clippers and the Blake Griffin show. So we'll be busy trying to get some interviews and everything for you guys on tomorrow night. But then we'll be right back on Wednesday with a review from that game and an interview with Blake Griffin. Uh, of course, the Mavericks and their new guy, Pedro Stojankovic, who we'll talk about that later on in the show as well, too. Thursday will be a regular show. Friday will be a great show. And then Saturday will be our Super Bowl guide show uh, to get you guys set when you when you make your travel arrangements and plans to come to Dallas and work with you guys here with open arms. Definitely. So come here, bring a big wallet, oh, yeah. bring all your money, and spend and some money in Dallas. We'd love to see you. That's right. Stand at the pay to the shop, that's for sure. So bring your credit card and your wallet. This is That's probably true. the shopping capital of the world, right? Now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, it's going to be. It's definitely going to be. Now, before we get right. to our uh, big stories tonight, uh, we have to do our top stories. We always start with the top stories of the day. Uh, 
And one story that broke over the weekend we didn't get a chance oh, to talk yeah. about, and it's the NBA story, and that's with Kobe Bryant. We had Kobe on the show last week uh, right after the Mavs game, and he's actually going to be the first athlete ever to have his hands and feet implanted in the Walk of Fame, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And they're going to do that on uh, February the 19th. It's going to be part of All-Star Weekend. The All-Star Game is at Staples Center right there in L.A., downtown L.A. Royce, what do you think about that? you think Kobe deserves to be the first player ever to have his hands and feet in the Walk of Fame? No. <laughs> not, no, I didn't, no, I don't. Not, not Laker. He wasn't the greatest Laker. I mean, you got to look at Jerry West. He should have been the first. Magic Johnson. There's a lot of guys I think should have went for Kobe. That's my opinion. I well, I mean, you're right. Opinion. That's your opinion. But it's going right. to happen. February 19th, he will be the first yeah, player I ever. Excited. I know you're excited. <laughs> He'll be the first player ever to have his hands and feet cemented in the Walk of Fame. So congratulations to Kobe Bryant on that. Uh, well, you know, Kobe, Kobe, uh, uh, Michael Jordan has a statue, so I guess uh, Lakers fan want to uh, memorize uh, Kobe Bryant. But I think uh, Jerry West probably should have been. You know, he is the NBA symbol. But that's true. Right? That's true. That's true. Right. So, yeah, I, I guess yeah. you can make an argument for that, but it's going to happen February 19th. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, whether we like it or not. Uh, and right. and our, calling question, our calling question for all our listeners tonight is real simple. How excited are you about the Super Bowl? Are you excited about seeing the Green Bay Packers take on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a lot more this week and also ne- next week, which will be our special Super Bowl week leading up to the Super Bowl right here live in Dallas. But how excited are you guys about seeing the Chicago? I'm sorry, the um, Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers playing against each other? So we want to hear your thoughts and get your feedback on that. Give us a call three two three nine two seven two nine zero six, or email the show at rfsportsradio at gmail dot com. And other NFL news, Royce. We talked last week and we put this on our website as well too about uh, the Bengals and Carson Palmer. And we said Carson Palmer is basically requesting a trade. He's adamantly requesting a trade uh, from the Bengals, said if they don't trade him, he's willing to actually retire uh, yeah. and leave the team basically with nothing, you know, if they decide not to trade him for whatever reason. So uh, the owner for the Cincinnati Bengals came out today, and his name is Mike Brown, the owner. He says that he is not going to trade Carson Palmer whatsoever. It says it's not going to happen. His wow. actual quote was, he was told that and that we count on him going forward. He was told that and we're not in a position to trade him, period. Apparently, you know, Carson Palmer is a part of their plans for the future, so why trade the guy? But if the guy doesn't want to be there, Roy, he's going to rock. I agree. If he don't want to be there, trade him. Apparently something came up for him to request a trade, but the way he played this year, they, I don't want to trade it. <laughs> He didn't play yeah. too. I mean, he, this was not his year. And uh, I don't know, something's awry in Cincinnati. So I guess because uh, Ocho's leaving, there's going to be a lot of guys leaving, I do believe. And see, the thing was, and, and he hasn't, Carson Palmer hasn't talked to the media whatsoever uh, since right. this happened, but some of the other players have chimed in. During the uh, T. Ocho show, which, of course, is Chad Ochocinco, and T. Owens, you know, they have a show together. We're doing right. the taping. You know, Owens made some comments. He said if he's asking for a trade, he's obviously wasn't comfortable with the rehiring of Marvin Lewis. 
Because right. he's been very stealth and discreet with his message, but he's saying there's a problem without saying there's a problem. So is right. that it? I mean, he's been with Marvin Lewis for a while. Is it, does he not want to play under Marvin Lewis? Is that what it is? Or, or does he just want a whole change of scenery? Well, you know, Ron, right that's a very good question. But, you know, there's always been rumors every year about Marvin Lewis not coming back mm-hmm. with Cincinnati. But apparently the owner feels that he should be there. But I don't know. It could be. It's something around Cincinnati. You know, it, ever since last year, it's been, you know, they went to the playoffs. This year was really a bust. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. I think that caused a lot of, you know, stuff in the locker room. A lot of stuff went on. It's cost the Palmer didn't have a very good year either. No, so, no, it's one of the worst years right, of his career. That's the right. Packers didn't have a good year at all either. I mean, they right, were a team that right. made the playoffs last year. They went right. completely backwards this year. And I was surprised that Marvin Lewis kept his job, quite honestly. I have too. A lot of people are too. I think he kept his job. Right. So that was a surprise. So I, think that, I think that has something to definitely do with it, with Carson demanding the trade. He's definitely unhappy about Marvin Lewis coming back and wants some some, some big changes uh, to go on in, oh, not yeah. just that offense, but in the whole organization as a whole. So we'll keep following that story and let everyone know how that goes. Now, on uh, tonight's show, we are going to talk a lot about the AFC and NFC championships. Uh, apparently, we're not alone in watching these games, Royce. They had the highest ratings since 97 for any AFC or NFC championship game. Uh, the right. AFC game had a 28.3 rating. Uh, with a 43 share, and the NFC game had a 28.1 rating uh, with a 50 share. It, it, it all equals out to almost, well, over 50 million households are watching the AFC and NFC championship game. Those are some wow. pretty good numbers. That's some good numbers. Wow. I wonder that many going to watch the Super Bowl. Well, that's the <laughs> question. You know, that that right. is the question because these two teams are rich in history for when it comes to NFL. Right. Uh, the Trovers right. are named after these these uh, guys as the founders of these organizations. A lot of them have trophies named after even the Bears and the Packers. So they, they're rich in history. And I wonder how Jerry feels knowing that the Packers and the Steelers are going to be in his stadium right. and one of them is going to walk away with a trophy. I wonder how he two feels about Dallas, that. Two of Dallas Cowboys' oldest rivals. I mean, both teams beat them in the Super Bowl. If you look at it, Green Bay beat them and Pittsburgh beat them. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I don't think he likes that too much. I know yeah. Jerry would much rather have seen the Cowboys, but we know that wasn't going to happen. I still think he would much rather see somebody other than Green Bay and Pittsburgh, two teams yeah. that actually beat the Cowboys, right. Wow. Well, he did make he did make a few comments about it because that, that was the first, you know, reaction people wanted to see was how, how did Jerry feel about having those two right. teams in the stadium for the first time on February 6th for the Super Bowl. He says, uh, great great tradition, outstanding teams. I hope it would, I hope there would be matchups that would be notable in its own way with what the Packers are about and what the Steelers are about. It makes a great game. And if you're in my shoes right now as far as Cowboys Stadium is concerned, I'm really proud that we're going to be there, and I'm proud for North Texas, which is a very diplomatic answer. But you got, you know, Jerry bleeds silver and blue. So I guess he's oh, got to feel he's got to feel a certain way by having those two teams in there. Well, you know, I think Jerry we had in mind when he built this stadium too has a Super Bowl, but I thought he maybe the first Super Bowl would be the Cowboys. I know he's a little disappointed in that, but I think Jerry just anxious to show off Jerry. You know, Jerry World, the beginning of Jerry World. 
Because, you know, you and I've been in that stadium. It is something that, I mean, it's one of the 10th, 11th wonders of the world. You know, yeah. it is something else. Right. So I think he's, he hates to show it off to the world. But those of you who've never been out there or even been by there, I suggest you drive by and check it out. It's oh, yeah. Somebody's world. Yeah, right. So I think Jerry just happened to put on uh, his host in the cap and really just, I sh- number one, it's going to be the most attended. Super Bowl ever because the capacity hold over 100,000 people. And then yeah. he's going to have people outside, so I think he's going to have a record for that for sure. Yo, yeah, he's going to definitely have a record for that. Those tickets went on sale this week, too. It's 200 bucks. You get to go out there, sit in the pavilion outside, and watch the game. I think that'll sell out by Friday, I would imagine. Oh, Everyone yeah, wants yeah. to be a part of the Super Bowl, so this, this gives people a chance to be a part of it in some kind of way, some kind of capacity. Right. At least you can say you were there. <laughs> at least you can say you were there. Yeah. That's, that's that's what it right. is. Two hundred bucks, right. and at least you can say you can say you were there. So, in right. uh, another news, uh, before we jump into the AFC NFC Championship and more uh, NFL talk, and also we'll talk about the Mavs and their trade. We'll preview what we got coming up tomorrow with the uh, Clippers coming to town and the Blake Griffin show. But before we get into that, the uh, New Orleans Hornets uh, they finally get break the attendance barrier that they need so they can keep the Hornets in New Orleans. Now, they they, they wow. still haven't got the final, you know, say as far as getting a new building. Right. But this right. is a great step forward. They had the average 14,735 people for a two-season period uh, for the Hornets to be able to stay in New Orleans so they can opt out of their agreement that they have with the stadium there. Well, they did reach that uh, threshold as of the last game, so now they will be staying in New Orleans for the foreseeable right. future. But they could change. They could definitely yeah, that's change. that's true. That's true. Ownership can change. That's true. But, you know, but when they went to Oklahoma, that's... Man, with, a team, with a team like New Orleans, as, as as fun as they are to watch with Chris Paul, uh, David West, I mean, this team, you know, they've been winning some games. They, they, they were one of the best teams in the league for the start of the season. Right. But this is a right. pretty good team. What's it going to take to get these fans behind this team? Well, you know, Ron, I, I don't know. It, it is, you know, when they went to Oklahoma and played, uh, that's how Oklahoma got a team because of the mm. uh, the, the crowd there. I, you know, Oklahoma was just glad to have any kind of sports thing up there. But New Orleans folks, you know, they're, they're, they're different breeds. We, you and I saw them at the Cannonball game. They're our lawyer fans, and I don't understand that. You know, but uh, I, I think they should stay in New Orleans. It's good for the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I think it's they all are some lawyer fans. Oh yeah, we saw them. There's some. They're definitely right. some lawyer fans. Right. We saw them. Hey, come on. Let's take a quick break, real fast. We'll come back. We'll get more stuff on our plate. Of course, we got the AFC NFC Championship game to talk about. We'll get into this whole Jay Cutler madness. Oh yeah. Did he really quit. We'll talk about Rex Ryan and what the hell was he doing it towards the end of the game. We'll talk about that, and we still got to talk about the Mavs trade. So you guys stay tuned. You listen to RF Sports Radio, where it's sports from a fan's perspective. Calling all models, calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paid gigs? 
Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. Webookgigs.info right now. Right now. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is? It's a mobilized version of an attorney's regular website so that people can access the site on mobile phones like smartphones, whether it be HTC, iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or Palm, or any Windows-based system. So why does an attorney need LawApps.com? Well, if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their mobile phone, obviously they can't see it. So if you don't have a mobilized version of your site, you're missing out on millions of customers. And, you know, for business, that's not a good thing, especially in 2011. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with LawApps.com? Go to our website at LawApps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S. Or they can give us a call at our toll-free number, one eight eight eight. 974 6784. Uh, that's 1888 974 6784. And it's lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.lawapps.com.law
And we are back live, another edition of the RF Sports Radio Show. Oh, man, so much to talk about. AFC, NFC Championship. You just heard some comments from both Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan. I don't know what happened to these guys in the first part of the game, but it seems like, you know, they couldn't get anything done in the first half. They tried their best in the second half, Royce. But let me get first, you know, what, what are your initial thoughts on the game, first of all? I mean, what, my question is, you know, all that tough talk that they did right before they went into New England, how it pumped up the right. team, how come they, we didn't hear that came. tough talk before the AFC Championship game? I don't know, Rodney, and I think that was a, what was missing. They wasn't. They, they didn't seem as fired up as they was when they got ready to play New England. They were pumped up. You could tell it, it was building all week. You know, they talked about it, the, you know, the, the, the back and forth, the words. None of that was with Pittsburgh. And they came out flat, too. I was a little disappointed. I expected to be more competitive. We talking about two of the best teams in the AFC, and I didn't see the best game that you know that I, that I thought I could see. I was a little disappointed. Uh, I thought the Jets would play better. Uh, Pittsburgh went flat in the second half. Uh, and it just wasn't as competitive as I thought it would be. I saw better games leading up to this game from both teams. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Let's bring on our other host here, co-host Rick. Let me bring you on, buddy. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. How's it going? Royce, how you doing, man? And then there was two, Rick. And then <laughs> there was. <laughs> We're talking about this AFC Championship game, and I'm wondering, where was all that tough talk throughout the week? I mean, they were so pumped up to play the uh, – the uh, the uh, Patriots at the time. I mean, how come they weren't so pumped up like they were to play the Steelers? Well, I mean, you hit it right on the head. You know, they were pumped up to play the Patriots. You know, the Patriots had that whole mystique about Bill Belichick and the Tom Brady factor, you know, and plus they're in the same division. You know, I think right. they went out and they spent all their energy against the Patriots. They, You know, I agree with you guys. They, yeah. they came out extremely flat against Pittsburgh. We knew who the winner was going to be. We knew what the outcome was going to be real early on in the game. Now, the Jets did right. come back to make right. it look a little better, but right. knew that we knew Pittsburgh was going to win the game. They just took over from the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and oh. Let's, let's recap the game real quick. Cause in the first half, the Steelers outscored them 24-3 to going into halftime. You thought right then it was going to be a long day for the Jets. So, those the Jets, they battled back in the second half. They put up uh, 16 points in the second half. They lost 24-19. The defense stepped up. They they shut the Steelers down in the second half. The Steelers didn't score another point in the second half at all, so they had a chance. Sanchez was decent, 20 for 33, 233 yards passing, two TDs. Roethlisberger, this guy here, I mean, he had a 30 uh, quarterback rating, a 32 maybe quarterback rating. Right. 10 for 19, 130, 133 yards and zero TDs. He's won an AFC championship game with a 30 rating and then won the Super Bowl with a 27 rating. You know, so that tells you how good this defense is and these players that got around Roethlisberger and, you know, what kind of leader he is because he doesn't have a good day. But the the whole key to this game to me was Rashard Mendenhall, 27 carries, 121 yards. It seemed like he kept getting hit but kept running after the hit and shaking off a tackle and, and staying on his feet and trying to get every yard he could. I think that was a, a big key for the game for me, you know, just to see him out there, the way he was running the ball, especially in that first half, Royce. You had to say he was really on point. Yeah, that, that's why Rockefeller didn't have to throw because the way they ran the ball, I mean, he didn't have to throw that much. 
And even from the opening drive, when they came out the opening drive, I, I just knew that the Jets were in trouble. The defense came out to flat. And uh, the way he ran the ball, he had 100 yards in the first half, didn't he, almost? Yeah, just about, I'm yeah. So, right, yeah. Yeah, so that's why they didn't have to throw the ball. If you can run the ball, you don't have to pass. <laughs> that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now, right. Rick, when I was watching the game, I know you saw the game, too. Even when the Jets had the ball, had a chance to come back and win it, you know, they had that long drive that took forever, seems like. Wow. Seems like Rex Ryan couldn't get the play call in or whoever couldn't get the play call in uh, in time, Schottenheimer maybe. But they had so much confusion over there getting the play in. They were running the clock down too much. They get down into the goal line in the series, and, they, and he, he almost throws a pick, you know, on the third down play, then it gives the ball to Danny. You know, Danny doesn't go over the top. He runs right into the back of his own player. They don't get in. Why were they wasting so much time on that drive? I mean, I know they got the safety after that, but it's like they wasted seven, eight minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter. Just mismanagement. You know, they they were excited, but then at the same time, they were a little nervous about what was going on. Pittsburgh had been stopping them pretty much all game. They did get some breaks, you know, towards the end of the game. You know, but Pittsburgh had been stopping them, and they they were just a little bit shook, you know, and I'm not sure that they've been in those type of situations before, you know, and it really, you know, I think Sanchez really showed his immaturity too, you know, right there in, in inside the red zone. You know, I mean, LaDainian had a chance to get off in there, but, you know, they probably, right. in my opinion, I thought they should have ran the ball probably three t- three right, out of those right. four times. I agree. They, they tried two, uh, two pass plays. And then a running play at the end with, but LT is the who dives over a pack at the goal line more than LT. I mean they should have ran the ball on first down. The first two downs was a pass to the tight end which he dropped. He could have had. The second one was a pass play that was knocked down. The third one, I mean it, it was just awful play calling. They could have bootlegged. You know, Sanchez to run it in. Yeah, they could have done anything. It was just terrible play calling. I thought, man. He almost threw an interception, you know, right there right. at the end. And, you know, that really, in my mind, showed immaturity because he didn't even right. he didn't even look at the receiver, you know, or I don't know if he right. just thought that was just supposed to be open, but he didn't even look over that way. You know, he just looked one way and then had his mind. He was, it was predetermined where he was going to go, and they, they was right there ready for it. Oh, they was right there ready for him. I mean, you're right. That showed a lot of immaturity in Sanchez. He's only a second-year guy, but he's, he, you know, in the, his playoff record is what five and uh, four and two at this right. point. That's not bad for a second-year guy. They got a young new team, but you know, Rex Ryan. You heard his comments, you know, right after the game. He's already talking big and bad about next season. You don't want to play the Jets next season. I mean, I know he's trying to save face, but where was that tough talk before the game? You know, where was that where was that taking all the pressure off of your team and putting it on you and and putting something out there that your team can live up to and try to and try to make you not look like a fool. It seemed like the whole you know, the whole the thing they had before the Patriot game was not there for the Steeler game. I don't know what his, his psychology was on that one, like I said. They have always you know, all year he been he been brash and talking to us and he did back it up. They did make it to the playoff game. So uh, why stop it now? You know, what took you there? You should stay with it. I, I don't mm-hmm. understand that. We might be figuring out that, that that's their MO. 
You know, and that's right. that's what they need to that's what they need to go with. You know, it's right. it, like you say, it's been working for them. Go ahead and do it. Maybe they should get pumped up like that every game. Yeah, every game. You're right. You're right. But you know, every, every all year long, it's been a what Jeff's team gonna show. We've saw them been very awful at times and very brilliant at times. You know, and it's always you don't know which team is gonna show up. You know. So uh, you don't. Probably didn't show up to this game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's, like you, it's like you said early on, you know, the story of the game was Rashard Mendenhall. He really came out there. He set the tone right along with that defense. And then after that, all Ben Roethlisberger have to do is just pretty much what he does every game. Right. He don't make a whole lot of mistakes. Right. You know, I mean, he, he just really don't. You know, and for the most part, Roethlisberger will figure out a way to get it done if they put in a, in a late game situation or something like that. But he didn't have to. He just, all he had to do was just drive the bus. But yeah, didn't y'all see that extra? Go ahead. He said extra hustle out of Pittsburgh, period. You know what I mean? Fighting for balls, tackles, you know what I mean? They just play with that extra hustle. You know what I mean? Uh, stopping us. Yeah. Making us play. always do that, though. Right. And speaking of Pittsburgh, let's talk about them real fast because they did win the game. Uh, but Roethlisberger, to me, only had one big play out the whole game, and that was that throw to Brown uh, to get that first down, a, a play call that a lot of people questioned, but I think it was the right call to go ahead and put the game away. I mean, Rob run the ball, getting him a chance to, you know, get the ball back and a punt and anything can happen. So I thought he made the right play to go ahead and go for the win right then uh, with Mike Tomlin and Pastor Brown. But my question about the Steelers is, how good are the Steelers? Because if you think about it, they put up 24 points in the first half, didn't do anything in the second half. The only thing they did, of course, was that last play to seal the game up. But how good are the Steelers? And, Russ, I ask you first, I mean, is this team really that Taylor good? I mean, they didn't have a great performance in the AFC Championship game. Right. Steelers are just good enough to win, and sometimes that's all it takes. We saw the Ravens uh, win a Super Bowl championship with no offense. So they're just good enough to win. You know, they do whatever it takes to win, and that's just good enough. <laughs> that's the Steelers. And Rick, what do you think? The Steelers team, they make it to the Super Bowl. I'm going to give them all the credit in the world for making it out of the AFC number one. But how good is this team? They didn't put up any points in the second half. They really didn't do anything besides their pass. Man, give them give them credit though. You know the Steelers. The Steelers are a good team. They, you know, year after year after That's year, solid. you know the Steelers are always somewhere. You know, in the situation of the playoffs, you know, with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You know, the Steelers are. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Steelers are the Steelers. Man, you know, and what, what's really good about them is they have a way of make. They don't necessarily play up to people's level or play right. down to people's level. They have a way of making people play to their level. You know, they play the Steelers style of football. football. You know, no matter right. how it goes, they figure out a way to go out there and just control the game. Man, the Steelers are a good team. I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. And you know what? They they such a well balanced team. I mean, on all aspects. You know, uh, they got some of the best yeah. receivers, running backs. They got best defensive backs. They got a, uh, a Palomalo. He's a game changer. And the, off- and the offense and defensive line, they've been together for years. These guys are solid. I mean, they just have a solid team all the way around, and that makes a big difference, you know. I, I agree. I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think – Outside of the safety position in Troy Palomalo, I don't think it's right. like a whole lot of greatness on 
on Pittsburgh's team. You know, but right. one thing about Pittsburgh, if you had to, to to go position by position, just the strength of that position, you know, right. and you one one being the lowest and five being the highest, you would have to give them pretty much fours across the board. Boy, They're not yeah, really great exactly. at everything, but they just so right. solid, man. They they right. are. They're yeah. well coached. They're well disciplined. They got some real players on both uh, right. sides right. of the ball. They are they are a very very balanced team. Well, they did make it. They'll be in Dallas. They should be pulling in probably tomorrow, uh, getting things ready. And the AFC team is going to be sitting out in Fort Worth. So if you guys are listening, enjoy downtown Fort Worth. It's very, very nice. There's something to do on every corner. So you guys are going to have a great time out there in Fort Worth. But let's talk a little bit about the NFC game. Now, the NFC oh. game, there's two elements to what we got to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about Jay Cutler. Since that's been the biggest story, you know, more so than even the Super Bowl team, the teams that are going to the Super Bowl. Well, let's talk about the game first of all. And this game started out, you know, it started out not even at all. I mean, the Packers jumped out on them big time, fourteen to zip wow. in the first half. Uh, Rodgers was was doing his thing. He went seventeen for thirty, two hundred forty four yards. Did not throw any TDs. And of course, their running game was was pretty good. Twenty two carries, seventy four yards for starts. Um, of course, Brandon Jackson played his role in the running game as well. Jennings had a big day, eight receptions, 130 yards uh, receiving. And the Bears, I mean, they lost their quarterback basically in the first half. He came out in the third quarter, tried to do what he can do. They put in the second-string guy, knew he wasn't going to make it happen. And a local guy from Forney, you know, Haney comes in, 13 for 20, 153 yards, one touchdown. You know, pulls him within, you know, Distance to win the game, but that pick from B.J. Rogers sealed the deal. Now, that was huge right there. But let me get your initial thoughts on the game, first of all, Rick, from what you saw. I mean, when color went down, were you just thinking in? I mean, it's over at that point. But Haney played not good. Not really. I thought it was over from the jump. You know, I Green Bay got out there and just jumped out on him. You know, and I I really had no confidence that the Bears was going to be able to come back and put enough points on the board to stay with the Packers. I kind of had a feeling the Packers would keep scoring. You know, so I was hoping that it would have been a better game, too. I was a little disappointed in that game because they was out of it so early. You know, but the big story, like you said, is about, you know, Jay Cutler. You know, that that situation right there is something else. Well, all I can say about that is perception is, is hell on a player. I'm telling you, for a guy, for a quarterback especially, for a quarterback especially. Royce, before we talk about that, color, give me your initial thoughts on the game and what did you think? Like Rick said, I mean, Packers jumped out in a hurry. Did you know it was over after that first series? After the first drive, I knew, though, they scored too easy, too quick, too fast. I mean, they just, they they, they were on their heels the whole first half. Now, granted, they slowed down, slowed them down the second half, but I thought from the opening get-go, I thought the Bears were in trouble from the first five minutes of the game. That's how I even think them short. So I knew it was over. And, and my thoughts on Jay Cutler. You know, I, at, when he first left Denver, I, I, I just knew that Denver had made a mistake. Apparently they didn't. Jay, Jay Cutler is a, I don't know, just something about trust. He quit, with, he quit the Broncos. Under pressure, and I thought it was make you know the coach's fault. And uh, I don't know every time he gets in a big game, he just something's happened to Jake Cutler. He don't have that next level where he just wheel himself forward, you know, wheel himself to do better. 
But I've seen him crack under pressure too much. Uh, that's my opinion of Jay Cutler. Uh, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about Jay Cutler. Before we get into Jay Cutler real quick, I want you guys to listen to some comments from Charles Wood- Woodson uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers and his performance and them going forward to the Super Bowl. That's quarterback you know, standing. Well, you know, the, the talk with us was uh, we had no running game. And so we, we, with that being said, we had to rely a lot on our quarterback. And uh, he, he's as good as they come, you know, regardless of running game. Um, whenever he has to, you know, uh, burden those responsibilities uh, without a running game and, and, and do a lot with his arm or his legs, he's done that, and he's done it all season. Um, the guy just has a steady hand, and, you know, he, he's a big play guy. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, he, he's done a great job, you know, for the team. And there was Charles Woodson giving you some comments about Aaron Rodgers' play. And uh, what he's meant to them this season, they're making it to the Super Bowl. So congratulations to the Packers, Royce. You're going to have plenty of cheeseheads <laughs> coming to town. Unfortunately, yeah, we're running the contest, too. If you see a cheesehead out there in the Metroplex, take a picture, email us at the show, rfsportsradio at gmail.com, so we can put it on our website at rfsportsradio. We're going to have cheesehead sightings throughout Dallas for work for the next two weeks. So you guys help us out. Let's jump into Jay Cutler, Royce. You already kind of started this conversation for us, and and you hit you you touched on some key points. And it seems like everybody wants to bring all this stuff up now. You know the whole thing about his body language after the you know after he got hurt. Why was he not on crutches, or why didn't he have a pack of ice on his on his um on his knee? Why was he you know they had to cart me off the field and. And let's let's talk first of all about the decision to leave him out the game. That had to be a coach's decision first of all. So do we have yeah. to put we have to say we have to put this this whole thing should be directed towards the coach more so than Jay Cutler, Rick? I mean, why is it so much on Jay Cutler? The coach has to make the decision to take him out the game. Without without question, you know, I think personally, I think it all goes on Lovey Smith right along with the training staff. You know, I'm sure. If, you know, the train staff said that he could go, you know, or if Lovey Smith would have pulled him to the side and said, hey, man, can you go? You know, Cutler would have went back out there. He's a football player. I mean, it's, it's it's a trip to me for, you know, anybody that really questions his toughness. Now, I'm not talking about his body language, but his toughness. I mean, the dude been sacked more than anybody else in the league. You know, and you need plays for the Chicago Bears, so you know all the teams that they play just, they not, they beat up quarterbacks. You know, they, they, they're just tough like that. They play hard-nosed football, and Cutler's been taking a beating all year, and he kept coming back playing, kept coming back playing. You know, as far as his body language is concerned, you know, maybe that's just not that dude's personality. I can't really jump on him for that that particular situation, wanting to run back in the game, you know, or prove to the world, you know, yeah, I'm tough, I want to play. You yeah. know, maybe that's just not that dude's personality. I think the coach should take the, take the blame for it, really. Yeah. And that's exactly what he said. This is actually uh, Lovey Smith commenting on the whole situation about Jay Cutler. And not to take shots that weren't there to try to look at his body language and figure out whether he was hurt because he was on the sideline or what I would do in that situation. You don't know what you would do in that situation. The guys that know what he was going through in there were the guys on the sideline. J.J. didn't take himself out of the game. If you're going to attack somebody, you should be attacking me. As a head football coach and our medical staff, we're the ones. He wanted to go back in. He was injured and went back in in the second half. So I see it the complete opposite of how it's being portrayed. 
Uh, you know what, Ronnie? There it is. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, he he probably was hurt. He, he but I think he pulled it for two reasons. Number one, because he played poorly. Number two, because he was hurt. And if you remember, this is not the first time Levy Smith has sat down a starting quarterback in a playoff game. If you can remember the Kyle Orton situation, man, that was back and forth to quarterback. So he he will pull a quarterback. He will. Yeah, he will, but I, I, still, I still don't think that – I mean, he went all the way down to a third-string guy. So, I, I, no, no, no mistake about it, I think he will pull a quarterback from the performance, same way he did, you know, for the second-string guy. But that's the starting quarterback. You know, the guy that's got you to where you're at right now, I don't think I don't think he would have pulled him, you know, because of his play. I think he was really hurt. That's why I, I honestly think he yeah, was hurt. Crazy. And he I think hurt. and I think and I think some should be said in defense of Jay Cutler because we we argue all the time, even when we sit back and watch games. Like man, that guy look hurt, or that quarterback look hurt. He's still out there trying to throw the ball, throwing picks, uh, can't run around, can't you know, can't escape out the pocket, can't do nothing. And we, we chastised them to the point where we like, well, why you didn't just sit down? Why you didn't say he was hurt? Why didn't put nobody else in? Then here's a guy that was absolutely hurt. He comes out today says he had a, a MCL sprain. You know, so he's hurt. He can't go out there and perform. He's going to be even worse for the team than, than he was at the beginning of the game. Why not be? Why not step back and say, you know what? Right now this is bigger for the team than it is for me. It ain't about Jay Cutler and what Jay Cutler's going to do or Jay Cutler getting us to a, a Super Bowl. It's about the Bears getting to the Super Bowl. And I think he should be commended for saying, you know what, I know I can't go out there and help my team right now, so let me just come. Let me stay on the sidelines. Let me let, me let somebody else help him. Now, as far as him not being on the, on the sidelines, being a cheerleader and all everybody's face, pumping him up, that's just not his demeanor. That's not his game. Yes, for guys like Earl Locker, Lance Briggs, uh, Anybody else, Matt Forte, those vocal guys in, in with the team, that's not Jay Cutler's deal. He sits back, he's got a he's got a real cool demeanor. People take mistake that for for whatever. But I I think it should be commended for taking the time I say, you know what? Let somebody else that can help the team get in there and try to do it. But his reputation precedes him. He did quit in Denver. I mean, you can't forget the fact. I think that a lot of people look at his reputation and what he's done in the past. And if you look at his past record, it's not so good when it comes to playoffs and big games. You know, something always happens to Jay Cutler. You know, and I think that's what people look at is, is you know, your reputation follows you. And I think they're comparing him to that. But if he's hurt, he shouldn't play. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with Lovett Smith's decision. They know more about what's going on than we do. But like right. I said, your, your reputation is all really all you have. And his reputation in the past hadn't been that great. Well, that's true. Uh, but I think I, I think people that didn't like Jay Color before definitely don't like Jay Color now. I, I, I believe I really that. I, I just think that he's got a a lot of people that didn't like him in the first place. But Rick, my question to you is, what about these guys, these current NFL players or past NFL players, all on Twitter, all on TV, making these comments about, oh, they had to cart me off the field, or uh, I yeah, would well, never came a game like that, and all of them are sitting at home watching the NFC Championship. Well, you can see now, you know, they starting to eat crow a little bit. You know, Jay Culler got all the defense he needs. The boys got a grade two, you know, MCL sprain. You know, right. and everybody knows that could that's somewhere in between. You know, the one is, is where it's not as bad, and, and three is pretty much terrible. But it's somewhere right. in between, so they know 
They don't know exactly how bad it is, you know. And for a quarterback, I mean, for a receiver and a running back, you know, it kind of helps you as you move side to side, give you some lateral movement. But a quarterback, it still got to allow you to be able to plant. And he's not throwing the ball. He won't be throwing the ball well. And everybody knows with a quarterback position, a point guard position, a pitcher, either you helping the team or you hurting the team. Get that boy out of there. It ain't nowhere in between. Get him out of there. Yeah, I agree. I think what they meant by that, Rick and Rodney, was that uh, you only get so many chances to play in a big game like that, you know. So I think they've been made you have to carry me out for that. I appreciate if one of us had a chance to go to a big game. We probably... You know, it's just a lot talk. of guys said that though, Royce, but but honestly and truly, that's the same ones complaining about right. whatever injury they still have. You know, at, right, at this right. point, in the so you know, I'm I, not I, taking offense. Yeah, right. And they but can say what they want. Man, I remember, yeah. I remember a play before where Fred Taylor broke a nice little old run sixty yards down the field and end up pulling his pulling his groin and dropped the ball. I mean, yeah, literally threw the ball down and grabbed his leg. These players don't know what's going to happen when you get injured. It ain't no yeah, way yeah. on God's green earth for NFL players supposed to do that. Right. Yep. Yeah. And they beloved Smith said that these guys make a comments and they don't know what they would do in that situation because they're not in that situation. So right. why true. make the comment? Here's a couple of uh, Jay Cullors' teammates stepping up to the plate and um and and coming back on some of these guys for saying some saying some stuff about him. This is the Bears safety Chris Harris and what he had to say today on uh, Sports Center. Uh, I really feel they need to chill out. I, um, it's really making me sick uh, to my stomach. Um, and he's been a competitor for us the entire season. We wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for today. So um, it's kind of getting on my nerves for them questioning his toughness. Why do you think people are questioning him? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I think uh, uh, Jay doesn't give people what they want. Uh, he's not that guy that's going to get let you in his personal life. Um, and I, I think uh, guys don't like that. But us in the locker room, we, we know what we have. We know what type of quarterback we have. To say a guy's not tough, to get sacked 52 times in a season and only miss one game, that's kind of absurd to me. You got sacked. 52 times this season and only missed one game. And there's some quarterbacks out there will make it a season against Zach 52 oh, yeah. times. Y'all know how he got beat up in that first. We talked about that. Oh, we free. know. Oh, we know. We talked about that. The Cowboys beat him up. Yeah, Cowboys beat him up bad, real bad. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he's, he's a warrior right now. I, I will grant him that, but, you, you know, uh, at the same time, I think these are disgruntled Chicago fans because when you lose, you always try to put the blame on somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's all that is, and they're disgruntled because they thought they would have had a better chance to win if he had a play, you know, so their chance of winning went down when he went out. So I think they're just disgruntled fans. You know, you're going to find some reason to blame it on. Well, let's, let's hear a little bit from Jay Cutler himself and also from the – the captain of the Bears and the captain of their defense, Brian Urlacher. And he's the third comments right after the game. Jay was hurt. I don't question his toughness. He's, been, he's one of the toughest guys. On, he's tough as hell. He's one of the toughest guys on our football team. He doesn't, he doesn't complain when he gets hit. He goes out there and plays golf every Sunday. He practices every single day. So, no, it doesn't. we don't question his toughness. I mean, it's a long with healing. Uh, 
to fight and go to training camp and everything else and, and get to this point and have an opportunity to, to get in the Super Bowl, it's, it's, it's hard. Folks who are questioning toughness, that sort of thing, what's your message to them? No comment on that. Man, that's probably no, no, no comment on that. But, but I think this, I think you know when everything dies down, people start realizing that he was really hurt. I think, like you said, Rick, a lot of those guys are even pro right now. Now they find out that it is a uh, category two M- MCL sprain uh, in the knee. So I think, I think they'll definitely calm down a little bit, Crow. Now let's take a quick break, real fast, guys, because we got to come back. We got to talk about our Mavs. They did finally make a trade, but was it the trade that we really needed? And we'll compare both Sasha versus Paige, the two Serbians, to see exactly, you know, if this is an upgrade or not, because Sasha's our start at this point. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back to RF Sports Radio Show, where it's sports from a fan's perspective. Super Bowl is coming. Don't miss a chance for your business product, service, or website to reach thousands of sports fans from around the world that will be coming to our backyard in Dallas-Fort Worth. We have several Super Bowl shows and appearances planned for the biggest evening in sports. We have street teams available to get your message in the hands of sports fans. Don't miss out on reduced advertising rates for more bang for your buck. Email rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. See you at the Super Bowl. Tax time is coming, and you know you want your rapid refund as quick as possible. Call On Time Tax Services at 214-431-7853. That's 214-431-7853. Mention RF Sports Radio and get half off on your preparation fees. Call On Time Tax Services, 214-431-7853 to get your rapid refund on time. Hi, this is Pastor Monica Wallace. I want to personally invite you to Kingdom Encounter every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdom encounter each and every Sunday at 5 p.m. Hear what the kingdom has to offer you and have your own encounter. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdom encounter. Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time with me, Pastor Monica Wallace, and may God bless you. Back live, uh, RF Sports Radio. We're on live. I got my co-host Royce. I got Rick with me as well. Ready to talk a little NBA action? If you didn't hear the first part of the show, go back and download it on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and search for RF Sports Radio, or go to our website rfsportsradio.com uh, and tune into us there. And all of our NBA coverage, especially when we're talking about the Mavs, is being sponsored by DallasMavsBlog.com. So go to DallasMavsBlog.com. You can read all the stories about the Mavs, the latest, the greatest, everything from recaps of the game to potential praise, rumors. It's all there. So go to DallasMavsBlog.com. Let's talk about the Mavs real quick. Of course, we'll be at the game tomorrow when they have the Clippers come to town and the Blake Griffin show. 
But we did add a new player this weekend, and uh, what they, I guess, a release and trade type of situation. But Pages Stojankovic is now Mav. He's in town. He was uh, there today. He did not uh, do anything really with the team until he gets his physical straight, until he gets his strength and conditioning up as well. So he's not going to play Tuesday and probably not going to play uh, Thursday either. But he is a Maverick. So he's basically coming in to fill that void for Karan Bella, of course, for points. Well, of course, we have a starter in there right now in the 10-day contract. That's Sasha Pavlovic, a guy that's a little bit younger. Sasha's been in the league for seven years. Paige has been in the league for 12, 12 years. So I pulled some stats on both guys. So I want to kind of compare the two and see, you know, if we made the right move going with Paige. And if Paige is going to be that guy to fill the void for Karan Butler. Now, overall, you know, Paige is out in his career has averaged 17 points per game, 17.2. 4.8 rebounds per game, 1.8 assists per game. And Sasha throughout his career has only averaged 5.5 points per game, 1.8 rebounds. But Sasha's never been that go-to offensive type of player. He's a very good defensive player. And that's my whole thing with Pager. He can't play the defense that he used to play, even though he is uh, 6'10". He can't play the defense he used to play on that bad knee. The knee's been bothering him for the last couple of seasons. He's only played roughly seven, eight games this season. He's averaging 8.1 points a game. And in seven games with the Mavs, Sasha Pavlovic has been averaging 3.7 points per game and had 11 points against the L.A. Lakers. So, first of all, uh, Rick, your thoughts initially about bringing in Pager, and is Pager going to be the guy, and will he be the starter? Well, what what it all depends on is the injury, the injury factor. If, if Pager is able to get out there and give you some minutes, He'll be able to help the Mavericks. You know, he'll be able to help them score points. He can defend because he is 6'10", but it really depends on, in my opinion, the situations that the Mavericks put him in, what type of defense they're going to be running. You know, I don't think he can guard any of the best players in the NBA, but, you know, he's he's long, and he'll be able to take up some space. But, you know, I'm not sure if between the two, you know, they could supplement what Karan Butler does. When you look at it, they have a defender. And they also have a score, but, again, they'll have to do it by committee, you know, to kind of get the situation done. I still don't see him coming in being a starter right now, though. Mavericks need a little bit more defense. Mm. So does that mean, Royce, that they're going to have to keep Sasha a little bit longer if they're going to add pages to the rotation? Uh, Definitely, I think so. I think the Mavericks have a big blowout and trying to put a temporary patch on it. I, it must not be any guys available because the guys they going after uh, either. I mean, this guy's hurt. I mean, it must not be anybody on the market to go after. Otherwise, they I see them do something different. But I, you got to go with Paige. You got to have somebody to take the, the some of the burden off of Dirk because Dirk Dirk's going to carry the load from here on out. And we saw some of the, the last couple of games he hadn't been able to. I mean, he hadn't even been able to do his average, so you got to have somebody take up for the scoring. And as far as mm-hmm. defense-wise, they can make an adjustment on defense substitution. I think they need more basic scoring ability than defense. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, they brought in Pages to Young for the guy that was hurt, Rick. I mean, why, why make the trade? Why, why bring him in? You know he's hurt. He hasn't played but eight games this season. Why bring Nobody that guy available. in? Well, I mean, make the. I can't blame them for making a trade. I mean, they gave up a player that they really wasn't using, and they ended up swapping a couple of second round picks. 
you know, um, but it turns out to to be a trade, even though Toronto let let Stojakovic go, but the Mavericks end up with him and they give him a player, so they pretty much swapped it out. You know, that's not the move I would have made. I would have chose to 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 do something else, and who knows, maybe the Mavericks aren't finished. I wouldn't be if I was them right now. Maybe they're getting him yeah. for trade bait. Yeah, well, I don't think nobody's available right now. I think there's people are be, waiting out there. There's some players out there available. There's some kind of players that people want to get rid of. There, there's people available. We talked about Iguodala. He's available. Yeah, even um, even Tayshaun Prince. Uh, Rick Campbell has played seven straight games. He's been on the bench. He's ready to get out of Detroit. There's some players out there that's available. Yeah, but, but apparently the Mavericks don't want to give up anybody. Otherwise, they try to make a trade. I don't know why. They ask me, I don't know what they're doing. Be honest with you, I really don't like the moves they're making. I'd rather them do nothing than go after some of the guys they're going after. I mean, these guys are they're, they're assembling the best foreign team in the league. We got the best right, foreign. Right, right. <laughs> they are. Yeah, clearly right. We under Donnie Nelson, that that is the mo. They're gonna put whatever foreign player they can find under any rock. Right. They're gonna put them on this right. team. We know yeah, that. I don't but like the choices they make. Yeah, I know, and. and we we can only hope that there'll be some more moves down down the uh, road, but Paige is here, and and I don't know why they made the deal honestly, because Paige can't come in and play at this point. Right. We don't know how his conditioning is. We don't know how strong the knee is. You know, it's like you 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 you're basically making these trades and moves because of injuries on your team, and you bring right, in another right. injured player. <laughs> you know, to add to your injury list. I don't understand. I I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't. I just hope it's going to be another trade down the line. Page is a great scorer, and even Rick Carlisle came out today and made comments about Page is the best scorer that he's ever seen play in the league. And, of course, he coached uh, him from a little while in Indiana, said that he's the best shooter he's ever seen. So he's very, very high on Page Stojankovic. So he may have been the one trying to get him down here. But, I mean, he, the guy's hurt. What can he do? What can he do? Karan Bella was a guy that – a high-energy guy would, would get his jump shot off, try to create a shot. And I don't think Pedro can still do that on that knee. I mean, I know he, I know he has the ability to his 6'10", but I don't think he can still do that, Rick. The, the Mavericks are hoping that his injury, you know, is not going to hold. You know, they're hoping that he's going to be able to get back out there. Because one thing I can say is make no bones about it. If that boy get healthy and get out there and they start busting them threes, everybody in the Metroplex is going to be off the hype. Because one thing he can do is score. One thing he can do is score. You don't want to foul him because he goes to the free throw line and he's wet at the free throw line. You know, but they, it's, again, it all depends on the injury. And they really hoping that it's either it's not as serious as it is or they know that it's going to heal. And that goes, goes back to this team. You know, you're adding another jump shooter to a jump shooting team. And that's what the Mavericks have become, just a jump shooting team. You know, so that, I, I, you know, that's, I guess that's call out direction. That's the kind of team he wants. That's not the team I want to see in Dallas. Yeah. Me either. It surprised me. Carlisle's usually a little more defensive than that. You know, uh, in my opinion, but this is the Mavs mo. The Mavs have always been a jump shooting team, and it's right, like that right. is and to it. Right, yeah. it's true. Well, well, hopefully we'll get a chance to see him play in his four game home, which starts uh, tomorrow when the Clippers come to town and Blake Griffin comes to town. So we got Somebody. about a minute Ooh, left in the program. 
I, I want to over-ready real quick. How many dunks is Lakers going to have on the Mavs, Rick? How many dunks is he going to have? How many I'll dunks? What's the over-under? The over-under is, uh, let's set the over-under at uh, 10. At 10? Well, yeah, I'm going to go under that. I don't think he, that's easy. So I don't think he's going to get 10 of them, you know, but he might get seven. <laughs> <laughs> Royce, what you think? Over-under is 10. He's going to go over under? I, 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 I think over the way the Mavs been playing defense. We have nobody. I mean, we can't, we can't protect the thing. Uh, yeah, we true. can't. So I, I mean, Tyson, Tyson, Tyson Chandler gonna be in there. He's gonna get him a couple of good fouls, and he's gonna get dunked on. Make no, make no bones about it. Well, let's just let's yeah, just hope that Tyson Chandler does get in there. If he gets a couple of fouls, it's fine. As long as he doesn't get on anybody's posters, so I just hope that doesn't happen. Well, bring we the camera. Don't yeah. bring the camera. For our Monday night. Thank everyone for tuning in to our Monday night show. It's been real. Of course, you can go back and download it on iTunes. We'll be at the game tomorrow. We'll be right back with y'all on Wednesday where we'll talk a little bit about Coach Carlisle and the job he's done this season. We'll rate the Mavs this season so far, halfway point. We thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see you guys live on Wednesday. This has been the RF Sports Radio Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.